Amen. Thank God for that spiritual song and enlightenment to illuminate the men and women of God. Thank God for J.J. Harrison, no holding back. I shall live. The Bible says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Thank God. Amen for another Sunday. We magnify you and we praise you and we give your name forever in praise. We thank you for being an author and a finisher of our faith. We bind every stronghold. We bind every spirit that's trying to hold back his people because of the purpose that was set before them we pray that they get their purpose done in Jesus' name. Keep the salt and, not, and do not lose your Savior. Thank God. Amen and amen. Let revelation knowledge go forth in this teaching of this message. In Jesus' name, we bind Satan on every hand and we decree victory and freedom liberty for all in Jesus name I pray amen we're going to come before you in a message in the book of Revelation and a lot of people are afraid for some reason it's been said that people do not want to preach or teach out of the book of Revelation. Revelation is in the Bible also. And we need to explore and teach in the book of Revelation. And I thank God for just being who he is. Now, I want to read in the book of Revelations the 12th chapter starting at the first verse and I'm going to read in the Amplified Bible first so we can get a better understanding of this message. And it reads, first verse, in a great sign warning of an anonymous and frightening future event appear in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, in her head, and on her head had a crown of twelve stars. She was with child, the Messiah, talking about Mary. She was with child, the Messiah, the anointed. And she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. Now we're going to talk about the dragon also. Mary was with child, the Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain to give birth. Now the dragon, Satan, did another sign of warning was seen in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, Satan, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads 
were seven royal crowns, diadems, and his tail swept across the sky and dragged away a third of the stars of heaven and flung them to the earth. And they're talking about the third of the angels. And the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child, the male child, the Christ, the anointed one. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is destined to rule, shepherd all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that she would be nourished there for a thousand two hundred and sixty days, forty-two months, three and one-half years. The angel Michael and war broke out in heaven. Michael, the archangel, and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought. But they were not strong enough and did not prevail. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. Can I repeat that eight verse? But they were not strong enough and did not prevail. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the age-old serpent who is called the devil and Satan. He was continually deceives. He who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabitants world, inhabited world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom dominion reign of our God. And the authority of his Christ, the anointed one, have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. So the enemy is the accuser of the brother. But Jesus, and they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, for they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death. So the text, my text for today, this evening is a third of the angels, a third of the angels. In the King James Version, it reads, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon on her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head 
and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child, which is the anointed one, Jesus the Christ, as soon as it was, it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up in, unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And therefore, and there was war in heaven. And there was a war, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither were their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. Tenth verse. And I heard King, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, the anointed. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And he's doing it right now in real time. The devil is the supreme spirit of evil, a subordinate evil spirit, an enmity with God, and having power to afflict humans both with bodily diseases and with spiritual corruption. These are the two most tools that he used against humanity. He attacks you with diseases and he's trying to corrupt your spirit. Satan, the chief evil spirit, the great adversary of humanity. See, the devil does not like any parts of the human being. Why? Because he has been cast out and he's trying to take everybody that he can with him. And here's the thing. He took a third of the angels with his tail and threw them down to earth. Now, these angels became the fallen angels and then once they became fallen angels, they were converted into becoming demons, demonic forces, and unclean spirits. If you hear Jesus in his ministry, he always used the word unclean spirit. And this is why the angels that were cast out with Satan, the devil, the third of the angels were converted into demons. Daniel, we're going to talk about Daniel, the fourth chapter, the devil and the devil has limited power. The devil has a limited power. 
Now, I'm going to explain that to you in Daniel, the fourth chapter, starting at the first verse. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God have brought toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. And flourishing in my palace, I saw a dream which made me afraid. And the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made I de a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they may that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, the childrens, and the soothsayers, which are mimics of the five-fold ministry. According to Isaiah 14, 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. In other words, he wants to mimic the most high. So what he's doing is using magicians, astrologers, children, and soothsayers. And also, on the other hand, witches and warlocks. So according to Isaiah 14, 14, he's saying that I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And I told the dream before them, back on Daniel, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation. Why? Because they had limited powers. They did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belt Tesha according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, and before him I told the dream. Now, if you don't know the story or the situation with Daniel and the king, the king had a dream, but the king forgot what the dream was. And he wanted to Daniel to interpret a dream that he cannot tell him what the dream was. So Daniel had to get the dream that was sent to Nebuchadnezzar and when he get the dream that was sent to Nebuchadnezzar then he had to interpret the dream. So Daniel told the king you asking a hard thing. The reason why you, that you're asking a hard thing because you forgot the dream but you want me to interpret the dream but I don't know what the dream is about. So Daniel began to pray. And God sent him that dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. And not only that he sent the dream, he also sent the revelation knowledge 
or the interpretation thereof of that dream. And Daniel began to interpret the dream that was sent to him. But before he interpreted the dream, when God sent him that dream, Daniel shouted and praised God because of the acute judgment that rested upon Daniel, which is keen discernment. It was rested upon Daniel and gave him the ability to see the dream and to interpret the dream. See, the devil has limited powers, so he uses people with his spirits, which are the astrologers, the magicians, the children, and the soothsayers. He are using these spirits through people that yield themselves to those spirits because the spirits has to have a body to use in order to manifest the things that the devil wants to be done. So, what am I saying? Resist the devil and he will flee. Now, he wants to alter your life. And if he can alter your life and get you to sell your life to him, then he begins to be the master of your life. And you no more are free, but you are in bondage. In other words, you are a slave to the enemy. And these are the names of the devil and his demons. Adversary, destroyer, dragon, enemy, evil spirit, great dragon, Lucifer, serpent, son of the morning, son of wickedness, spoiler, tempter, abaddon, a place of destruction, the depths of hell, accuser, adversary, angel of the bottomless pit, antichrist, Apollyon, the destroyer, the angel of the bottomless pit, which is Apollyon, beast, Beelzebub, chief of the devils, destroyer, dragon, enemy, great dragon, great red dragon, man of sin, murderer, from the beginning, all serpent. From the, from the beginning, old serpent. Prince of the devils. Prince of the power of the air. Prince of this world. Son of perdition. A state of final spiritual ruin. Loss of the soul. Damnation. Spirit of Antichrist. Tempter. And wicked one. All of these are negative names. These are names that are in the negative world of the spiritual. And the enemy wants to use you because you are blind. And a lot of people think that the things that they do is part of their personality. No, it's not part of your personality. It's part of the third of the angels that have been cast out of heaven to destroy you and take over your life. In other words, they want to live their lives in your body. And then when people hear news or see things happening in front of their faces, being a witness of certain things that are evil and that are negative, you have to remember that a third of these angels have become demons and demonic forces and spiritual wickedness in high places. A third 
of the angels, a third of the angels have fallen, has been cast down. Michael and his angels and Lucifer, the devil and Satan and his angels fought in heaven. And Lucifer didn't have any room in heaven to be there. So he was cast out with the third of the angels that was doing battle with Michael and his angels. What am I saying? The devil was overpowered. Why? Because he has limited power. He cannot destroy. How can you destroy the creator that created you? He created you in heaven to be over certain parts of heaven, but you put it in your heart to cause a division in heaven. And that's where the spirit of division started first, in heaven. And he divided a third of the angels to follow him. And now this is where we are. We are in the battle that was in heaven. Now the battle is on earth. And we must arm ourselves according to Ephesians, Ephesians 6 and 12. Now according to compellingtruth.org, the idea of one third of the angels falling from heaven is found in Revelation 12 and 4. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. This passage is often interpreted to mean Satan and a third of the angels were removed from heaven to earth. This is according to compellingtruth.org. And Ephesians 6 and 12 acknowledges these demonic powers and the difficulties they can present. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Believers are called to wear the full armor of God to protect against these forces of evil. Though powerful, believers need not fear these many demons. As Peter notes, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains and gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. Second Peter, the second chapter in the fourth verse. This verse, part of a larger argument about God's ability to rescue shows that every falling angel will one day be judged along with Satan. Their power and time are limited. So when Jesus come back, we're not the only ones that are going to be judged on, on what we have done in this body or what we have yielded our body to because the enemy is walking to and fro seeking whom he may devour. The thing is, he wants to take as much of the people that is on this earth with him because he knows 
that when that times come, when that time come, he will be forever separated from God, forever. He's separated right now, but he has limited powers in what he's doing now with the power that he has. He's afflicting God's people, causing them to have certain diseases in their bodies or not only diseases in their body, he's also trying to corrupt their spirits. In other words, he wants you as a person that is in this world but is not a believer to sell your life to him. That's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to sell, he wants you to sell your life to him. I know people said that you have sold your soul to the devil. Basically, what you did was sold your life to the devil. Because according to Ezekiel, the Bible says that all souls are mines. But the soul that sinned shall die. So if you're selling your life to the devil, of course you are going to be in sin, you are going to be doing the things that the enemy wants you to do. Even to harm other people. You have witches, warlocks that are out here and their job is to hurt as many people as they can. But we curse that spirit of witchcraft, warlocks, people that are speaking against you. We curse you right now that spirit in Jesus' name, and we call it done because these spirits are basically entering into the bodies of men and women to use them as a tool. And if you yield your members to those spirits, then you become possessed by them. Why? Because they have power over the flesh. They have control over the flesh because the flesh was shaped in iniquity the day you were born. When you were born, you were born into flesh. Until you become born again, and this is where the battle and the war begins. Your spirit against the spirit of the enemy. Since you can't fight the enemy with just your spirit, this is why Jesus sent the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, that will help you in battle. See, back in the Old Testament, they had physical wars. Now, we have physical wars also in real time. But the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, what am I saying? The world are doing what the world does physical violence. The heaven and earth suffered violence, but the violence came by force. Now, you are doing physical things, which is not what makes you a warrior. What makes you a warrior is when you're fighting in the spirit, when you are putting on the whole armor of God. Because we are warned against not just the devil, but we are warned against a third of the 
angels that fell from heaven. So we are in a battle. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need God on the inside of us. And when God becomes part of your life, the Holy Spirit will definitely guide you into all truth, which is the Word of God. So, in essence, when Paul told Timothy to, to study and show thyself approved, a workman needed not to be ashamed. In other words, you stand in firm because you are not ashamed. Needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, you have demons of doctrines. We have to watch that also. You have demons of doctrines that are operating in the church world and having you thinking that this is an angel or a man of God. But it is a spirit which is called a doctrine of devils that are operating in some pastors. So we need to have discernment, king discernment, which is acute judgment. And once God give us the king discernment, then we can see right through the false prophets or the false pastors or the false teachers or the false evangelists. And the false prophets need not to come into your church. Your pastor has to put up the stop sign and let them know that you, not, you cannot come in my church and prophesy to my people for monetary gain. But since money, the love, but since the love of money is the root of all evil, then that spirit is welcome in the church because you want money. So you love the money. You don't love God's people. So you have the false prophets come in, false teachers, demons of doctrines come in and have their own philosophy on what the scripture is saying and they are twisting the word because why? You are not studying. If you are in study, then you cannot have anyone to come in and try to sway you about who God is. If you know the word of God, your spirit will try that spirit by God's word. And if that spirit doesn't witness God's word while it's speaking, then you know that that is an unclean spirit or a demon or some part of a demonic force that is operating in this person. So, a third of the angels, we don't know how many angels that failed, but there are many angels that have been converted and they are on this earth to do the devil's work. The reason why they have to do the devil's work because they made that choice in heaven and they decided to war against Michael, the archangel, the angel of war. And God knew that Michael was going to prevail against Satan and his angels. 
Now, a third of the angels are here. That's why we need to have discernment. We need to read God's word. We need to fast to modify the works of the flesh. We need to pray. That is a job also for us to do. We need to fast, pray, read God's word, and stand guard with discernment because the devil is cunning. He is subtle. He is a spirit that tries to infiltrate your territory. And once he gets in, he's going to try to destroy you. But God, but God has angels to encamp around about you and keep you steadfast and unmovable and abiding in God's word. We need to abide in God's word. We need to obey his word. Sometimes you might be at ease and be uneasy. But Peter said, be alert at all times. We have to be alert when things are going good. We have to be alert when things are going bad. In other words, we have to be constantly alert. Your discerning radar should be on full blast every time you wake up in the morning. Turn on your discerning radar and see God. Because without God, we can't do nothing. We cannot do anything without God. Because the enemy is there and he knows the flesh. And he has familiar spirits which are nosy spirits to follow you from the day you were born. In other words, he wants to know your personality. And once he knows your personality, then that's when he sends the attack on you and have you to think that this personality that, that he sent on you is part of your life. You say, oh, well, that's me. No, that is not you. You have been infiltrated by the enemy, and the enemy has taken over your life without your knowing that you're doing what the flesh says do. Just like we have the spirit of gender denial. That master spirit gets into people's lives and alter their lifestyle and have, to, have them to think that that's who they are. That is not who you are. The gender denial spirit has taken over your life and making you do unclean things with your body. So God, we pray that you give us the ability to receive your spirit and that we also give you full reign of our life. Because you are the one that says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke and upon you and learn of me, for I am for I am meek and lowly in heart. So take on Jesus' yoke because his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. In other words, what are you saying? 
He had already died. And everything has been finished when he said the word, it is finished. Whatever the enemy is trying to do to you, he cannot do it because Jesus died on the cross for everything that the enemy is trying to do to his people. So take off those blinded eyes, which is that veil. Take it off. Take off the veil and let the angel of light, Jesus Christ, come into your heart because Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up. In other words, what he is saying is, teach the cross. Teach them that I died on the cross. I was lifted up on the cross and I died for your sins. That's why he said, if I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. In other words, once you learn that Christ died on the cross for your sins, you can confess Christ and believe in your heart that he died and rose again on the third day. And that will give you salvation. And not only that you will get salvation, you will also have the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be filled with God's Spirit, the Comforter. And the Comforter is here. All you have to do is accept it and begin to be guided by the Comforter, which is the Sergeant of Arms, which is the person that has all authority. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are one of the same. The God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, all in one. So imagine how much power that is in that Spirit. That Spirit has all power. And that all power is on the inside of you. And all you have to do is activate God's spirit when you accept things in your surrounding, in your situations. God can make it happen for you because there is nothing too small and there's nothing too great what God can do for you. Why? Because he is all-knowing. And he, not only that he is all-knowing, he is omnipresent. So he is there. He is everywhere. Not like Sawa Fair, but God himself is everywhere. God is the beginning. He is the ending. He is the first. He is the last. There's no in-between. He's the beginning and the end. The Alpha and Omega. He is our all in all. And not only, not only that he's the all in all, he is in us all. Now, imagine confessing Christ, begin a new life. God is protecting us. Thank God for his mercies that are day by day. 
daily mercies. Mercies and grace is our best friend. Mercy and grace is there. Grace and mercy is there waiting for us every morning we wake up because we are not like God except that we are a part of the righteousness of God which is Jesus Christ because he had died for our sins. Our righteousness is as of dirty rags. That's why a third of the angels are down here helping the enemy to try and destroy humanity. They are walking around with nosy spirits. Just like you see people, a crowd of people walking downtown, imagine your spiritual eye that demons are walking downtown also. They are following people. They are hovering over people to figure out a way to get in and destroy you. This is why we need discernment. We need the gifts of God to help us. And not only that we have the gifts of God, we also have the spirit of God. Now God gives you gifts in the beginning before you were in your mother's womb. God already had gifts for you. But apply those gifts with God's spirit because it becomes extraordinary. Those gifts that you have that God has given you will make it extraordinary. And that will begin to help people to get delivered. These gifts are here to help people and minister to them and give them faith that God can bring them out of their situations because the enemy has set forth situations that we do not want in our lives because he has set distractions there to get your mind off Christ. That is his main purpose, to distract you from God's word, and not only to distract you from God's word, but have you to not believe God's word. Now, some people do not believe that there is a devil, and that is what he wants you to believe. So he can totally just come in and wreak it in your life. He can take over. He can alter your lifestyle. Why? Because you are not protected because you are an unbeliever. So Jesus, we are asking you to help your people, the ones that wants to be helped and the ones that are blinded God, take the veil off and bless them and save them in your name, Jesus. Open up their eyes and let them know that there are a third of the angels that fell from heaven and they are working for the enemy. We are in a war. Whether you want to believe it or not, we are in a fight for our lives. What lives? The everlasting life, the perpetual life that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross. 
we have a perpetual life that can be glorious, but we must begin to stay on the battlefield and fight and scratch because it is shipwreck time. If you're on a boat and the ship wrecks, now you can find you can find wood that floats. Grab that piece of wood and hold on. Hold on until your deliverance or your rescue has come to rescue you. Because God is good. And all the time, he will be good to you. Because he is real. And the reason why that he is real, because he is real in our life. Jacob wrestled with this man until the break of day. And Jacob said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And the man asked Jacob, what is your name? Jacob said, my name is Jacob. And the man said, your name is no longer Jacob, but your name is Israel. In other words, God became real in Jacob's life when he named him Israel. Why? Because God is real. He's real. He is not fake. God is real. And that's why Jacob's name was converted to Israel. And he begat the 12 tribes of Israel 